Welcome to the podcast, everybody. My name is Danny Cola. On this episode of the podcast, I have fitness entrepreneur and trainer Maria Torres from Forza Training out in Oaklawn, Illinois. We connected at one of my Steel Mace 101 workshops around the Steel Mace. And next thing you know, a new creation, new relationship has been formed. And that's the beauty of what happens at workshops. It's great. Uh, I found out that Maria is a National Personal Training Institute cert trainer, uh, as am I. We uh, had that in common. And on this podcast, Maria shared the story of her uh, career path as a trainer and how force of training was created. A lot of good dialogue and content was created through just genuine conversation. Uh, and that's what my podcast is about. What type of information uh, do we all share that resonates with one another and could um, hopefully inspire us to find the enthusiasm within us to prosper and then do what um, is innate for us, what our dreams are, right? And that's what was captured in this podcast, I thought. So make sure to uh, follow Forza Training at, on Instagram at Forza Training. Super easy. And if you have not already... Check out a Steel Mace 101 workshop. The next one will be December 21st at Forza Training in Oaklawn. You can check the link to that um, workshop in this, uh, what the fuck you call it, in the show notes. That's it. <laughs> okay, everybody, enjoy the podcast. I like to start podcasts off when we talk about business is... What's your philosophy on just starting something and letting things morph over time? So you said you had a place five years in and then you moved into a bigger space. Talk to me a little bit about what Forza was like prior to this new uh, venue that you got going on now. Hmm, what it was like before? Yeah, like where, like how, what, actually a better place to start with, like where, where did you have the inclination to start training? How about that? Where did yeah. you start? To, where did you want, like, why did you want to do that? Like, why did you want to do that with your life? Um, I think I've always loved, like, fitness sports. Mm. So as a, as a kid, I've always, um, I always wanted to try new things. Mm. So I did gymnastics, I did track, I did basketball. And I wasn't, like, super good at one of them. But for some reason, I always, like, wanted to try something new. Uh, it nice. just, you know, socially, it was like you met new people. Um, you try new experiences you had bad experiences yes and then, see that know. that see that right there is amazing because you try some new shit of course it's not going to always go the way you yeah. want it to but in that moment if you're aware enough and this is the beauty about having a wellness journey you just keep constantly bringing your, yourself back to becoming more aware and conscious like you your your, your weaknesses are exposed For sure. and it hurts yeah Right. Yeah, Talk does. to me a little bit about like some of the things that you learned, uh, you know, when you first got into being a trainer and like why it promoted you to be what you're doing right now. I think the, one of the first things I learned was that it was definitely not about workouts. Mm. Like I always thought if I had my workouts perfect, if I trained, you know, people the way they wanted to, like I would be a good trainer. Mm. And as I went along, I really realized like it was about relationships, it was Ooh. about people, um, making connections. How yes. can I build that trust um, with my clients? Because right now, like 10 years being in the industry, that's the only thing that I think has kept my clients like loyal. 
So I've had clients that have been with me for like eight years. Amazing. And every year, I mean, they do the same things. We haven't really changed the programming in the last like five years that I've been open. But they always tell me the same thing. It's just a community. It's something that I can come back to. Definitely. And I expect the same thing all the time. Like, you're always the same person. You're just a genuine person. I can trust you. I can talk to you. So I realized it was just not about the workouts. It wasn't just, do I have my program perfect? But how do I deliver it? And how can I make people want to do yeah, it? Yeah, there's, um, there's another component to this wellness journey. And that is connecting with human beings. Yep. And that's why I, I'm here with you today. That's why I hung out with Emily. Emily talks very similarly, the, the owner of On Your Mark. Yeah. You know, that facility came about because of the relationships we built, she built with people. Um, you know, obviously her experience and your experience, it's all individualized and it's all great. But that aspect of making a community, For sure. that is the most amazing thing. And that's what I'm, I've become like really interested in and building more of as I you know, leave the corporate academia uh, industry into this new type of endeavor, which is really unknown. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Nothing is I, guaranteed. I, too, yeah. And like how like it could be very scary when you don't know where your sources of income are coming from in the next three, four five years. Because like, training is a luxury. Right. Yeah. That's it the is. first thing that's eliminated when people are in like dire circumstances. Yeah. God forbid a uh, recession hits or something like 08 happened. Like, were you in the fitness industry in 08? I was. So, I was like just barely starting to get in there. I didn't have a business. Yeah. You know, I didn't, wasn't like, I was just barely getting into it. Me too. So I wasn't I would, relying on it. I remember, yeah. I remember getting into the industry in 07 and like I was 18 years old, just getting started working for Ballet Total Fitness, you know, training one-on-ones, doing classes, coaching a little bit. Then 08 comes around and it was an interesting dynamic. However, I did feel that it, it started to bounce back incrementally month by yeah. month by month. And I feel like 08, even though it was a recession year, there was still a lot of good things happening in business yeah. and a lot of things changing and all that. So where did you start training? Like, how did you start getting certified? So I started, um, I went to NPTI, which is in Chicago. Me too. Oh, shut up. Yes. No way. Yeah. Oh, I graduated 07. Who was your instructor? Michelle Adams. Oh man, I don't she, think she was, was there. She was in. Uh, I had Tracy. Tracy Trace, Banks. Oh, I had Tracy too. Shut yeah, up. Yeah, skinny lady, dark hair, right? She no, she Tra- was black bla- black lady. Yes, yes. Tracy. That's yes. Tracy. Yes. You're ta- I think you're talking about Jen. Maybe, Maybe Jen. 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 Yeah. It's been Tracy. a long time. Holy yeah. cannoli. Yeah, yeah, Tracy. I remember Tracy. So MPTI. Did you do the six MPTI. month or the twelve months? I did the six months. Six months. Full time. Nice. So did I. How? I just wanted to get out. Me too. Me yeah. too. That's a yeah. that was a great like little hands on. Yeah, little community great experience yep. to like get yourself immersed in what fitness and building relationships was all about yep. taking like a classroom approach then going practical right away like I almost decided not to 100% go to college because of MPTI like I oh, got wow. my I got my certification I was like oh Bally Total Fitness oh, so it you is did that before college. I was a senior in high school yeah. So you were a baby there then. Yeah, yeah. This yeah, is the, so you were one of the probably younger students I, I was there. probably the youngest one yeah. there. And that's why, like, I connect so well with Jake. Like, Jake is doing all this. you get it. He, yeah, he's doing all this crazy it. shit at 18. And I'm like, dude, you're like, you're like the little version of me. For sure, and yeah. I, let me take all my wisdom that I've gained in the last 
13 years yeah. through this journey and like let me help you with it and we vibe really well and, and it's been great awesome. he helps me just as much as like he takes the information that i'm giving him but uh but yeah mpti that was great so you had a good experience with that i did i did because of the practical side yeah yeah for we sure. had to kind of get a feel of okay what is it like to train somebody force yourself to just um, do yeah, it right yeah <laughs> and then also get along with the students that yeah, you were working with definitely so it was it was it was good it was like the perfect program for, there, for see like that's the stuff that you don't get in books right like intuitively picking up the vibe of people yep. and making yeah. sure that you can put them in a situation that's comfortable for them but also something that's pushing them a little bit yes right and knowing where those boundaries lie and keep feeding that and keep pushing it yep. and you know one percent at a time kind of yeah. push them out of their comfort zone yeah. um so then after that you got certified and then what was your plan you just kind of like we'll i just happens. thought big box gym was the first thing like which one big, was big um la fitness la fitness yeah nice. so very you know typical meathead type mm -hmm. gym. well um, bally's was bought out oh, by wait, LA. bally's was even more of a meathead it was such a meathead yeah. gym. It was an interesting experience. It was perfect for an 18-year-old kid. Like, yep. <laughs> I was there. Perfect I was like, for an this is yeah. great. But I, I will say, like, all the bullshit that was behind the scenes. Oh, yeah. Like, it was very dramatic. Very yep. high school-esque. Wouldn't you agree? Yes. But I think that's what, um, that's a, that was a good start, though. Oh, it's a great you learn, start. The bad things of the industry, you learn the good things, you kind of learn, okay, I don't want to be like that, mm -hmm. I want to be like this. Yeah. So you kind of learn and you really get to know what type of trainer you are mm. from big box gyms. I you agree with you. You see it all. Like, I agree. Yeah. 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 And yeah, then you, you start you start to realize, like, I mean, you sound like somebody that has visualizations of how this situation can play out for myself and my family and the, my, my environment, my community and all that stuff. So when I envisioned myself working at a big box gym long-term with a family, I was like, this shit ain't going to work. Yeah, <laughs> I know. It doesn't right? last, no. no. It definitely wasn't like a, like a permanent long, yeah. no. It is a great, it is, like you said, it is a great way to learn and really just kind of adapt, pay attention if you have that awareness, yep. I think. It comes back yeah, to that. For sure. So if where, you care. Like, if where you did care you, about learning. Where did you, like, why do you have this natural inclination to be so aware like that? I mean, let's, let's take back, let's take this back deeper. Let's talk about, like, your zero to seven, zero to 14 years of life. For sure. Talk to me about, like, your home life, mom and dad, where you grew up, because you seem very loving and open, and I love that. It's very comforting to me. You know, I think just, like, also being, like, the only girl. So I had three brothers, and my Youngest, three brothers. Youngest, older. Reason? So I have a younger brother and then two older brothers. Okay, so you're right there. And yeah. they were always involved in sports mm. like top athletes very good athletes played soccer nice. college soccer nice where and uh uic and loyola okay so pretty big time yeah. soccer yeah so um just watching them and being able to just keep up with them just maybe not you know as like i didn't get to a collegiate level like they did mm. but just following them yeah. and my dad always being around like my dad was always taking us i don't even know how four of us taking us all to our sports and he was the only one that drove my mom didn't drive mm. so watching him um going back and forth making the sacrifice like i knew it was important like just to be involved in something um whether it be you know sports or activities but he was always like you guys gotta be doing something like, that's great you can't just sit at home so i think for me like that was really what kind of um just motivated me to get involved with, okay, how, how do I do something I love and then use my personality to make it better? So for me, it was like those two things um, 
were were very like impactful like when I started thinking about okay what do I want to do that's huge what I love how can I take my personality and skills fuse it to make Forza ultimately right Mm -hmm. this is that that's beautiful I've been preaching about an elevated intention and emotion the last like three months since I've been like doing more inward work and you know doing the work of like Joe Dispenza you ever hear of Joe Dispenza or anything like that well that's either here nor there but that right there what you said is basically the bottom line and you know when it comes to education and people trying to find their way whether it's a new career or they're just starting that's amazing advice did you have like another job that you did prior to training no I was a stay-at-home mom okay so after I had my daughter when I was 19 so I was pretty young okay and I think honestly, like that was also like a big motivator. Big pusher. Yeah, because I had my daughter, and um, she was also a soccer player. Grew up in sports, so for me, it was always like, um, you know, I think the patience that I had to be a mom at nineteen, mm. to kind of mature and figure out, yeah. you know, how do I make it work at nineteen? You know, my husband was twenty. Um, just like that struggle alone, like even I think helped me even more. Of course. Um, just kind of push and take that risk of, okay, if I were to open up my own space, what are the things that I could lose? But talking to my husband, he's he's like every, I, honestly, he's like a rock. The rock. Like, yeah, for sure. Yeah, I met him. He seems like an awesome yeah, guy. Yeah, he's just like supportive, like tells me the truth, tells me when things aren't going to work. You know, he says, I don't think you should do that. Really think about it. So he's just like the honest person that you need. It's great. When you need advice. Yeah. Um. So I think for me, it's like being a mom for 13 years and then becoming a trainer. Like it was just the perfect transition. Like how do I understand a lot of my clients, 95% are women. Um, A lot of them are moms. So I I get it. Like I Mm -hmm. I understand like how they feel either physically about their bodies, um, you know, getting into, okay, it's not just the physical part, but, but getting into how do I gain their trust. Definitely. The, right? yeah, yeah. The building that emotional connection yep. with them and going on that ride with them. Yeah. And that's something that I've learned over and over again, teaching clients of all different ages. And then also like when I was teaching at the high school level, it's like not just one client, it's 30 kids in a classroom. How do you make those connections? Mm-hmm. How do you really get them to understand the information and the content that you're relaying to them? You know, like it's a interesting way to, to work. Yeah. It takes a lot of energy. And if you don't prioritize that energy, it could take a lot and drain a lot yeah. from you. So, um, you know, putting together clientele and, you know, moving from one place to another place. How do you uh, prioritize your energy and make sure that after a day of helping other people, how do you bring it back into yourself? Well, honestly, like I just started doing that. Um, I didn't do it for a long time. Like I think the past uh, three years were like a struggle. Mm. Um, I couldn't find that balance. Interesting. I overworked. I overplanned. I did a lot. But now, like this year, I made a goal and said, okay, what can I do for myself um, to keep me going? Because Good for I, you. if I keep going this way, I don't think I'll last. Not sustainable. Yeah. So, what are you doing? Just training early mornings, late nights? Or? I try to do it right after my nine o'clock class because that's like the time where I know I can go home after, take a shower, wind down. Uh. Um, night, definitely not. Like at night, I'm just mentally drained. Um, so, I try to figure mid morning is just like, an hour for myself. So are you always training from in the morning, 5 a.m.? Yeah. To 9 a.m.? 5 a.m. to 9 a.m. So type thing? So I do thing? like a, a 5.15 a.m. class, a 6.15, and then a 9 o'clock. And then I get a break until the evening. Um, and then I have a, another coach that coaches twice a week. Nice. So 
Yeah. Awesome. And then when you were doing all like the working, right? So when you talked about those three years, what was that schedule like? How were you packing your stuff on? Was it very similar or did you pack one-on-ones and classes all over the place where you can take them? So it was, I did one-on-one training in the middle of my day. I had a couple of uh, one-on-one clients. Then I did a kid's program. Nice. So I did a kid's and I, and I loved it. Yeah, but it was also draining me. It's like very just draining. adding, adding. Like I kept adding programs. Um, so a lot of trial and error. I'm getting yep, from you. A lot of trial and error. A so, lot of is it is it worth my time? Is it worth my energy for the money? Because I think when you're in business, all you think about is money. Right. right? How can I sustain myself? Mm-hmm. Pay my rent. Pay mm-hmm. the bills, and still have a little bit of money extra for myself. Of course. Because as you know, you don't make a ton of money. Of course. Training. Of course. Especially um, when you have to keep the operations open yep, all the time. Yeah. So I've let some things go. And I thought, okay, money, okay, not so important. Uh, Mental health, a little bit more important Uh now. Because I want to have my business for another, hopefully, five, ten years. I don't know. Whatever, wherever it takes me. But that's the only way I can can do it, is if I start thinking about myself and letting some things go and figuring, okay, yeah, money's nice, but it's just not as important right now um, to take care of myself I think I'd, I'd do a better job even training my clients definitely I just don't want to be exhausted and show up and be like I'm with you can't be with you here you <laughs> I'm know? with you I'm yeah. with you yeah it's like how much is enough what do you need to be sustainable and these are all questions that are like great questions to ask that I feel like sometimes people are kind of shying away from it's all about chasing that big paycheck and you know I, you know high school kids and college kids they're all talking about what am I going to do with my life what is this degree going to do for me where am I going to get this job when times are changing and you know when you're in a corporate job and they control your paycheck they control your time it seems good and safe it's a nice safe route 401k if it's there you know like teacher social security like I have teacher friends that are retiring now like my you know my mother-in-law's friends who are retiring now who are not getting what they thought they were going to get in retirement you know so like a lot of money isn't there i'm not sure how it's going to be like when my generation is quote-unquote retired yeah. at 65 years old and fucking halfway dead Could you know scary, what, yeah. you know what i'm saying like yeah. it's it's something to think about and you're asking all those right questions and you're taking control and figuring out ways to to balance to yeah. optimize right to figure out new ways and be a little bit more efficient with channeling energy like I just think that's extremely important to do um so like what type of what type of things when you do have downtime do you do meditation do you do any sort of like body weight do you do any sort of like cold shower or float tank or what what is your protocols uh you know what I like meditation definitely I think is not like completely shutting down for 30 minutes but just taking a few minutes just to breathe oh hell yeah um like I'll just lay down just put on like an app for five minutes just nice. to get my brain to shut down, shut yes. the music off. Yes. Um, sometimes when you're playing music all day long, like you don't realize how it just really. You can swear on the podcast. It's oh, okay. okay. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it does. It's like. Because it's still going. Like you're still on this mode of like up here. Yep. Where even in the car, like I have to shut the music off when I'm going home because I'm just like, I just can't listen to anything else. So I try now to just shut down for a few minutes. I just to gain a little bit of sanity. Okay. Mm. Like not that my job is like, and I don't want like this job is awesome. Like I love my job, but it's also very like mentally demanding. Job Definitely. Where you have to be Definitely. on all Definitely. the time. Definitely. Yeah. 
So for me to just take a few minutes, um, body weight workouts is something that I'm starting to incorporate a little bit more now. Even though I have a ton of equipment, mm. for some reason, like I just freeze when I have so much equipment yeah. that I don't want to use it. I'm so with you. that's why I started like looking into the mace mm. um, because it's such a like it's such a, it's a tool that you can do so much with. I like the slogan that I'm trying to like come up with that's most efficient here is empowering yet restorative. Yes, like yep. using it for a conditioning piece, but also using it as just like this flow piece. Yeah, right where you can just kind of relax and let your body do what it's supposed to do in that moment. Kind of like let yourself go in you know, space and time, really. I think it's amazing. And it's like, it's restorative to the, when I say restorative, it's restorative to the nervous system. So when we talk about exercise, and I'm sure you know, it's very, like, it's physically demanding. And sometimes we don't necessarily know whether we're in a fight or flight situation for real, or we're just under weights and too much uh, impact all yeah. the time, whether we're jumping, lifting heavy weights all the time, under a squat rack, bench pressing, it's it's hard on the nervous system yeah. and it distorts our signals, you know? So body weight, steel mace, it can be very restorative yeah. if used. And that's like, you know, kind of what I'm trying to teach in the one-on-one class is that it's, you know, it's great on the nervous system. And when you have a recalibrated nervous system, you're just way more optimistic. You're able to just take that energy, bring it back, have better ideas, you know, be a little bit more in tune with how you're feeling as opposed to fight or flight. Because when we're in fight or flight, it's survive. I don't give a shit how I'm going to do it. I'm going to use all the resources that I need to so I can survive. And that's something that we have to teach ourselves when we're in and how to get out of it. And what I'm learning is that we're addicted to those feelings of yeah. stress, adrenaline, cortisol. Like when that's part of our default, we figure out a way to justify that so it happens all the time. Yeah. Like yeah. just the way we look at things. If we say, oh, today is a gloomy day. I don't feel like it. the Monday night blues or the Sunday night blues or whatever. Like all those types of things. I really feel that mace work, body work or body weight work, meditation, fasting, sleeping, uh, some sort of like talk therapy, all these things. They're a great way to just bring all that energy that you put out all day, being on all the time, back towards you. The yeah. vessel, the light that's shining, all this, yeah. right? And uh, yeah, that's what I get really excited about. <laughs> I yeah, yeah, I get really yeah, excited. You're getting me excited. And this is like the, this is my second podcast today, yeah. you know? And I feel like, I just feel super excited about sending this message. The more I talk about this shit, the more I figure out ways to articulate it so it's easy to digest. Yeah. And as a, you know, good teachers, they take complex things and they make them digestible yep. so that everybody can kind of take it in for what it's worth and then use them, and the individuals can use their own experience and modalities of thinking to incorporate that information and yeah. integrate it in their default, thus making changes, yeah. more positive shit happening. And then that stuff ripples. You know, you have a good effect on you know, a client, they have a good effect on their kids and they have a good effect on their friends and then so on. And it happens all the time. We're not conscious of that, but it's happening. Yeah. Things yeah. are in motion. So I agree. I yeah. agree. It's perfectly said. Yep. So, yeah. um, that being said, um, when you do work out hard, what you like, obviously unconventional tools. So like, how did you get into kettlebells? How did you get into mace work? Where did you first hear about it? It's like, where did that um, pique your interest? Why does it pique your interest? Besides you know, all just, the other stuff. Like, the kettlebell is definitely like one of those tools where you could do anything with it. Yeah. And have like the most intense workout. Yeah, dude. And then also have like a very 
low key, you know, maybe you're just not feeling a type of workout. Yep. It's like that tool. Yeah, definitely. Um, just kind of like what I get the feel of with the mace. With the mace, exactly. Um, just these tools are just very just simple tools that yep. you can have that anybody can have yep. and learn and master, but you'll never get super like you'll never perfect it. So there's always like something to learn. Always. Yeah. It's very humbling. It's totally humbling. Yeah. yeah. So like when you pick it up, some days you feel shitty and you're like, damn, I feel really weak. And that tool will definitely like bring that out. Definitely. Um, so that's what I love about kettlebells. And that's why, you know, incorporating into our workouts, doing repetitive motions with it. We do kettlebell swings all the time. And we, I, sometimes I hear my clients, oh, kettlebell swings again. <laughs> it's like, but you just so haven't mastered it yet. It's so a base. It's like, well, it's, yeah, a it's hip a base. hinge, hip hinge exercise is a foundational functional movement pattern that yep. should be implemented you know, a handful of times a week, I think, especially because like I'm learning a lot more about these movements and how they mobilize zones of the spine. Yeah. And when those zones of the spine are being moved, challenged, strengthened, balanced, it is a nicer way for energy to kind of move through us clearly. Yeah. You know, when we are off balance, especially off the spine, then we're going to have distortions. Yeah. And these are great ways, especially in your kettlebell swing, lunges, squats, obviously Romanian deadlifts, and then getting into like lateral swings, clean snatches, stuff to make your shoulders nice and strong, yeah. you know? Like, definitely humbling. Yeah, and there's a. What about this? How do you feel about ego and fitness? Identif ego, maybe even with clients. Like, yeah. we're trying to identify weak areas, and this is something that I'm extremely passionate about, is identifying where there might be trauma in somebody, and yeah. now we're talking probably therapist realm here, but identifying where there might be some trauma and having, a, a, you know, finding a system to identify those things within clients or maybe even yourself to start out with and a, a, some sort of, like, a, I don't know, some sort of, puzzle to understand where that thing came from, where that trauma is stemming from, and how we can recondition, how we can remaster those things. Because with the kettlebell, people are like, ah, it hurts my back. I don't want to do that yeah. shit. Yeah. It, maybe that's some, you know, subconsciously you're saying it's too hard and you don't want to relearn how to do something because yeah. it's going to make you look like, make you look foolish. Yeah. And that might be the case. Like I remember doing the kettlebell and if you look at my videos on Instagram from like 2017, it's like, these kettlebell movements aren't very yeah. fluid. Like I'm using my power lifting techniques mm -hmm. with the kettlebell and I was like popping with my feet yeah. and it looked very clunky. Yeah. But the more you do it, the cleaner yeah. it is. But people don't want to put themselves in a vulnerable position. No. What are your thoughts on that? Yeah. As a trainer's perspective or as a client? Uh, both. And just tell me what you think, think uh, about. Like let's just see. throwing I that think, idea uh, around. Like as a trainer, um, like there you, is definitely an ego, right? Yeah. You always feel like you know it all and yeah. you can teach it all yeah. and you can program it. You, you have can, to you have to have some sort of ego to to have that establishment yeah. and have people be like, Oh, this person knows what they're talking about and yet still be humble enough to know, okay, shit, where can I take information from other people? Right? Yes. Yeah. And and then also kind of telling the client, you know, that if they are having some kind of issues, you're not always gonna fix it. So yeah. I think clients always assume, oh, she's a trainer, she'll fix me, yeah. right? If they're, but then sometimes you have to kind of swallow your pride and say, you know what, you might need to see somebody, Definitely. either a therapist or whatever. Somebody kind of, that can bring you other, other yeah. value. Yeah, not saying, oh, you know, I can fix you. And I think as a trainer, you tend, 
you know, we tend to think that we can. We can, do that. definitely. Yeah. I know I'm guilty yeah. of that. Like, oh, I can definitely help change yeah. this person. But I think at the end of the day, and more in times than not, I've learned this hard, on the hard way, is that if people don't want to change for themselves, yeah. like, you can't force them yeah. to. Like, you could only give them the tools, yes. you know, and part of breaking that down easily so that they can want to do that, like, that's another hard thing to, to do as well. But, you know, doing that, I think, is, is interesting. Yeah, and I think gaining that trust and how do you take them to the next step yeah. or are they going to just quit? Because you've already sure. made them feel like shit. For and sure. Like, oh, you can't do that and then that, then you For don't sure. belong here. But how do you take them to, I trust her, she's going to get me there. Definitely. Um, so I think that's where you you have to swallow your pride a little bit and say, okay, yeah. I'm not sure that you know, you're know you there yet because everybody wants to swing a bell. Definitely. Once you coach it, like I mean, there's steps. Not everybody's swinging the bell. Some people are doing hip hinge. Some people are doing deadlifts off the box. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I take them through steps. But when you have a new person that just doesn't quite know right, what you're about and they're just getting to know you, yeah. they want to do the swing. Yeah. Because they see other people doing it. Right, they're right. like, well, she's doing it. Why can't I do Way it? too advanced. Yeah. I mean, I can have my 72-year-old client, which I do have a 72-year-old client. He swings the 45, 50s like nothing. Nice. I mean, he does it really well. And then you have a 25-year-old next to him that can't even hinge. Yeah. You know, you, you got to take the steps. Definitely. He, he took the steps. He's been with me for a few years. But how do you gain that trust where you're not judging them? but still kind of taking them through the process. That's yeah. well said. Yeah, like mm -hmm. making it seem so it's not a judgment. It's more of like a professional observation yep. and like tactical approach to refining the, the technique and, yeah. and ways to get them to perform that safely, effectively. Yes. Yeah, it's extremely important. That's yeah. all well said. Who are some of your um, your like influencers? Who do you look to for knowledge? Is there anyone like online or books um, that you read? I love Dan John. Who's that? Um, Dan John. He's like a strength and conditioning coach. From where? So he is from, I believe he's from... Dan John. Dan John. Yeah, okay. he taught a lot of Olympic lifters. I'm going to have to make um, a note of that. Yeah, he's a, he was a shot putter oh, interesting. Um, in the Olympics. So I've, I've seen him a couple times at a couple workshops. Um, Chip Conrad, I don't know if you know who Chip is. No, Conrad but this is good. I love new people. Yeah, he owns a Body Tribe Fitness and in California. Okay. And he's just really cool guy down to earth he I, I love his content nice um, is it like yeah. powerlifting or more conventional style he does a lot of like strong man strong women competitions okay. um unconventional stuff okay i mean yeah he's he's definitely different interesting yeah, yeah i definitely like different dynamic of yeah, fitness because cool. when when i started you know back in my valley bro days it was chest day back day mm -hmm. biceps day whatever like whatever gets you in the gym i'm all a proponent for but after a little while you want to learn new things yeah. new modalities change things up so however you get in and start i'm a big proponent of but as you're you know, as you kind of like hone into your intuition and your love and all the interest that you have in fitness, wellness, movement and all those things, how can you go in a direction that's a little bit more uh, appropriate for you, yeah. you know, in your mm -hmm. direction for growth and development? Um, what do you like? Where do you see yourself right now getting into the most? Like, obviously, kettlebells have been thing, yeah. you know, now you're starting to get into mace. What are you like most excited about as you kind of continue this journey? You know what? Maybe adding it into our program. Steel so, mace work? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. For our clients, I think, um, especially because I have an older demographic, mm. so a lot of my clients don't like the heavy lifting. Mm. You know, they just want to move and feel better. So the mace Love offers that. a lot of it. I yeah. think it, it, it can really offer, like, if you want an intense workout, 
but also a restorative and kind of mobility yeah. where you're improving the way you move. So you're excited about that, yeah, huh? Yeah, I'm super excited about it. Great. That's why when I saw your videos, I was like, he seems like the perfect person to take us through this process. Oh, I appreciate that. Yeah, we did kettlebell sport. I don't know if you've yeah, seen Yeah, I'm a little sport. familiar with it. I have never participated in any sort of competitions. The, the movement and the techniques are a little different. They now, are. Now, Mike Salemi, have you heard of Mike Salemi? He's a, he's a Czech practitioner. He's okay. a kettlebell coach, super smart. He's got a, a real profound background in kettlebell sport. But okay. maybe you can take me a little bit through, like, what the premise is around that because I'm not really too sure. Too I mean, sure. we're still – I would still consider myself a beginner. Okay. Um, we got into it maybe a couple years ago. So a um, young lady named Bea Rodriguez, she teaches kettlebell sport. She has her own um, – company it's called uh, Chicago Kettlebell nice and she came in for a workshop and we had like maybe 10 or 12 people take her workshop and we just fell in love with it nice so it's like Olympic lifting with kettlebells so you you stand in front of a judge you're on a platform and you do it for five or ten minutes straight straight yeah and you have a judge in front of you they're counting your reps making sure every like your technique is good um, is there a certain amount of reps you have to get in that time? No, you just do as much as you can. Mm. So based on how many reps, like you qualify for certain levels of, of kettlebell sport. Interesting. Yeah, it's pretty, it's fun. It's, what it's are the way. movement bases? So is there, so the, the snatch, I'm sure is one of yeah, them. Yeah, snatch, jerk. Jerk. Um, and long cycle. So What's long that? cycle is a swing to clean to jerk. So it's like the three movements mm. in one. Nice. And is there like yeah. a specific weight? That people do according to, like, their body weight or anything like that? Yeah, so you could do any weight. So, like, if you're a beginner, you usually start off with, like, an 8 kilogram, which is 17 pounds. Um, But then you move on. They move up into increments of 4 kilograms. But in competition, like, you go 8s, 12s, 16s, 20s. I believe it goes up to 20s. Interesting. It just depends. Like, if you're really good and you're, like, an elite athlete, you're probably doing, like, 16 to 28 kilograms yeah right, right, uh, right, right but yeah we're still beginners but we're still getting to know the sport a little cool bit. like this yeah, goes back fun. to talking about like doing something new <laughs> failing yeah. looking like an ass <laughs> For sure. you know and then that's like plenty of time and yeah. then learning how to like manage that feeling yeah. right that's something yeah. that i think a lot of people are afraid of yeah and it's a fear-based thought which ultimately leads to disease and not not good feelings, yeah. right? But if aware, again, this has kind of like been the cycle of and the theme of the podcast. Like when you're aware, all types of situations, good, bad, can be learning situations. Yeah, yeah and know? I think that's that's the thing is just offering like new experiences to our clients. Like, do you want to get involved? If not, that's cool. If you do, hey, here's something new that you could probably pick up and do yeah. on your own and take off with it. Yes. We have some members that have put themselves in competitions without even me that's awesome which is that's that's what i want that's what you want yeah i want to teach them things and then they can kind of just go with it Um, beautiful man. yeah yeah so it's been it's been a fun experience that's great like this is going to go on longer than five or ten years i think i hope so for sure for sure the vibe in here automatically is like oh okay i got this is great yeah we have some pretty we have uh definitely an amazing community so why the name forza i mean strength right Yes. Forza in Italian, strength, strong. Yep. Yeah, and forza in Spanish is also force um, and power. Nice. Put those together. Forza with a Z sounded too clubby. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Sounded like a nightclub. (laughs) Yeah. So I was like, let's put an S in there. It doesn't sound too good. So we mixed those, we put those two words together. Nice. And came up with it. I love it. 
yeah, I think this is uh, it's a great facility up here. I think this conversation was great, and uh, just know that I take a lot of that information in, and I, I believe in a lot of your philosophies. I think it's uh, it's empowering, it's uh, inspirational, and I, th I thank you so much for having me in here today thank you and having this conversation. For yeah. Me. yeah, oh, absolutely, this is great. Yeah. And I, um, so we're gonna we're gonna do the workshop on December twenty first, and I'm yes. gonna I'll put this out, you know, prior to the workshop. Um, so you said you had workshops in here before, like kettlebell sport and, yes. and all that. So uh, you're obviously interested in thinking about other and new modalities to get in here to your clients. Um, so we talked about the steel mace and, and uh, you're interested in all that. Talk to me a little bit about what you guys thought of the 101 course back at On Your Mark. I know we talked a little bit about that and you guys brought a great community out and I fucking love that i appreciate it what were your thoughts and through that 90 minutes of learning the basis of the steel mace yeah so i guess i didn't know what to expect when we first signed up i just said hey guys you guys <laughs> want to do this mace workshop they're like what the hell's a mace so i kind of showed them your videos i shared with them like your content and stuff and they were like oh it looks it looks pretty cool so we have an open community like they're just like yeah cool uh, what i trust I you i love if you that, if you think that it's going to benefit us we trust you so Definitely. I mean, the, the location's awesome. Yeah, on your mark was on your mark. Incredible. Yeah. Um, just the vibe in there was really nice. Awesome. Um, the whole the workshop itself was great. You took us from the very basic movement of holding the mace to like learning how to like move with the mace, like just a whole body. Yeah. And everybody was like, "Wow, I couldn't believe how I understood it. It seemed so complicated." But when you explained it and you broke it down, like everybody seemed to follow with it. Yeah, so, I was very, very like impressed with everybody's like skill level right off the bat. Like I'm in, I've been teaching this for a little while and I'm getting better with like terminology and really cueing yeah. and, 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 and calling out those things. And also like what I think is really amazing is how this like spine health thing yeah. is going to change the game of fitness mm -hmm. when also you know part of part of like my shtick here and not that i mean something that i i'm trying to figure out a better way to put into the workshop is talking about emotions with the movement pattern yeah. so something i do in my online mace workshop or on my online mace training is a flow uh, uh, elevated heart coherence flow down so mm -hmm. during the flow pattern that we do you recall emotions of love gratitude mm -hmm. inspiration passion joy all those like inspirational type feelings during the flow so that you can create that awareness and naturally kind of come up with those ideas that are loving to you sure. your individual yeah. self you know and when i learn more about like zones and how they all the zones of the spine really basically the chakras are you familiar with the chakra system somewhat, at all somewhat yeah so like i came i stumbled upon this information i'm just like mind blown like it's a real connector to movement and like thinking and entanglement of people's emotions and we talk about building relationships and stuff like that the more i'm understanding this the more i'm able to be like wow this is great information to help me yeah. to help my clients to help my students my athletes the people i work with it's it's really interesting stuff so i really appreciate all those kind words and i'm glad yeah. that it's effective and you know part of what i'm trying to do is get that feedback make it so that i can make this a million times better and yeah. like put it out there because this is really interesting stuff that could be done anywhere yeah and i think you know? even afterwards i mean we went out um to eat and they 
like ordered a mace like right there. Ha! So awesome. it was like they were all on Amazon or on it, and they were like yeah. doing their mace thing, and I was like, wow, okay, they, they really enjoyed it. Yeah. So awesome. it's like you you made that 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 connection. Well, and good. I think I'm it's, glad. It's great that when we find somebody to teach us new things, right? You have that first impression is always like huge, really important. It's huge. So it like really affects the way they feel about it. Definitely. And I knew it right there. They they loved it. Good. So, I'm yeah, so glad. Thank you. Yeah. Oh, fuck yeah. Fuck yeah. It, it makes me excited to continue this journey and like I trust that this unknown path that I'm on with all these goals that are driving me and not being like uh you know taken down by just like academia and like corporation and controlled by you know a certain set time and schedule where I have to be at a certain place yeah. and like it's just really freeing and yeah. liberating and on this side it's really interesting to kind of like juggle that wellness path mm-hmm. and trust in your ability to to you know your skills your personality and your love and just make that a thing yep. and i commend you for what you're doing because you. it's awesome yeah, and i'm really excited you. about the workshop that's coming up i think yeah. it's going to be amazing i think so too Fuck i yeah. think so too our, our clients are definitely looking forward to it i'm excited i'm yeah. excited as can be and then to mingle that's like another thing my why i like doing the workshop is because that or workshops in general I don't know how many you've been to, but every time I go to a workshop, whether it was Primal Soldier, whether it was with Marcus Martinez, Isik, and the guys from Viking Ninja, um, which other ones have I gone to? Oh, Steel Mace Yoga, Aaron mm-hmm. Furry. So, like, anytime I go to a workshop, there's always, like, this crazy amount of inspiration and connection mm-hmm. with yeah. the people that are attending. And I want to keep creating that environment, you know? And that's just, I think, is a special thing that can't really be duplicated anywhere yeah. else. It's just, yeah. like, a way... You people bring together each other and then through like this common interest like amazing energy is made yeah and you I know? think that's why people keep coming back to you know to, to, to our space too yes. because you know they make those connections yes. with each other yes. it's not even like me like no. sometimes they just come to see each other yes and then they know like when somebody's missing like if somebody's been gone for a while it's great eh, what, when's, where's that person been you know yeah. so they know like the the vibe here is, is really good. Fuck yeah, dude. Yeah. That's it's that's nice. that's what it's about. That's what it it's is, about right absolutely. there. And just know that again, I've taken all that in and you know, I have a little spot in Park Ridge and I'm trying to shed my light like that in that same direction, same way at that place. And um, like it's having that ripple effect and just like how we started talking this conversation about relationships and keeping those relationships and building them and growing them. Again, that's really what it's all about as we come full circle so where can people find you where can people find information about forza and all that stuff uh, so our website is forcetraining.com easy um, we'll be in the show notes Instagram, forza training easy <laughs> <laughs> easy uh facebook forza training um yeah so that's that's our that's our social media platforms, awesome well maria thank you so much again for your time and this was absolutely amazing thank you Dave. yeah hell yeah easy and that was the podcast, ladies and gentlemen, with my friend Maria Torres from Forza Training. It was an awesome conversation. We had a great workout afterwards, swinging the mace around, doing some kettlebell work, uh, doing some dumbbell work, functional movements. We had a good time just conversing, talking about business. And, you know, when you create relationships with people, you realize you guys are more alike than you are different. And uh, that's the that's the beauty of, um, you know, reaching out to different people and learning their story, their background, what inspires them and what scares them and all that stuff. We're all the fucking same. 
Just be nice to one another. And that's basically the message here. Let's have some fun while we're doing it too, right? Learn a thing or two. Why the hell not? Challenge ourselves a little bit. Speak some truth. Be humble. All those things. All right, check out the Instagram, at Danny Cole Fitness. Let's slide in the DMs if you're interested in having a conversation about anything. I love reaching out to new people and talking. If you like what you heard today in the podcast, make sure to rate it, make sure to review it, and share it with somebody you love. And uh, if you haven't come to a Steel Mace workshop yet and you want to, check the show notes. Steel Mace 101 workshop will be at Forza December 21st, 2019. And uh, there are a handful of dates already in the works for 2020. I'm excited. It's a lot of work, but a lot of fun. Let's bring people together to have some fun and learn. Peace.